<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Duelist 101. It's been a long road. You're it's welcome, been a long day. <laughs> Without you, my friend. Friend. Um, so we're back. <laughs> it has been an extremely long school year. So uh not really gonna apologize for it because uh until you guys start paying us for this, we're not um we have no <laughs> no obligation to this this at is all. exactly the type of work you're gonna get every single year <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if you start paying us we'll start paying for some big names all right but uh, oh, until that that's point funny <laughs> until that point absolutely not in other words uh or uh in other news it's um zach i think it's what 2018 is that the last time this happened or was oh no this happened in 2022 the year of our in Lord. 2021. In, in 2020, 2020, probably. Sky, Sky Strikers back, what? guys. <laughs> it's right. So um Sky Strikers back because it's such a great deck all the time. And um Mason and I, we were talking about earlier. Mason said, you know, I don't I don't even dislike striker because it's a bad deck i hate it the same reason i hated the patriots while tom brady was on it and it's because the patriots were good every gosh dang year that's right and uh, as a fellow afc fan uh, over in the chiefs department we were fans when trent green was a was a quarterback okay we were there when they freaking sucked trent green okay? jamal charles that bring said, us back to larry johnson in 2007 that's right Priest we Holmes. have oh my god priest holmes was a beast though he was a beast. Don't get me wrong. The Chiefs had good players, but as a team, they were not good. Terrible. Dante um, Hall was our uh, our redeeming quality. <laughs> exactly one. Yeah. Dwayne Bowe, you remember him? Dwayne Bowe was good. He was um, a pretty good player. Guys, yeah. we, we've been through it with the Chiefs. We're just happy that they're actually making the playoffs decently at this point. Usually they would get knocked out in the first. They did anything. have a while of that. Uh and love and respect Alex Smith to no end uh, and what he did for the team. And honestly, he was the perfect transition point. He was a perfect transition point. Um, and I am so thankful for what he did for the Chiefs organization. And I want I of anyone that I really want to see success. Honestly, I'd love for it to be him. 100 um, percent. Agreed. Not just on one Alex of those Smith. like kind of second tier quarterbacks. Anyway, this is a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. You didn't come here because you enjoy real life. Um, <laughs> what we, are sports? <laughs> what sports ball? Um, anyway, the NBA finals are coming up. Not, a, and, not important. We don't watch basketball. <laughs> that's so true. Um, <clears throat> Sky Striker won, and it's uh, one of the most consistent decks of all time. And uh, I think we want to spend this episode talking about it, talk about some of the deck building choices. Um, We'll talk a little bit about YCS Hartford and some of the different things that we saw there. Um, we did not attend. I will clarify. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, uh, that requires money and an ability to be there. And correct. we have neither of those things. That's right. That's right. So um, instead, I spent my Memorial Day weekend lounging by a, uh, by a lake and Zach spent his Memorial Day weekend uh, at a wedding for a dear friend. So Yep, sweating in a three-piece suit, gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> we're not bitter. Um, anyway, so no, we're going to spend this episode talking uh, about those things, and uh, we are so glad to be back. Hopefully, we can turbo these out a little bit faster. 
a little bit more consistently so that you guys never have to lose the Duelist 101 podcast. I know all of you are taking out your notebooks right now and everything. So yeah, that's um, what's happening. <laughs> that's that's what's happening. Surely not for our stunning commentary. Um, <laughs> anyway, see you in the next segment. <laughs> oh my gosh. And welcome back, guys. So uh, this is Zach speaking, and here is the deal with YCS happening and Striker coming out on top. We have to talk about why, and we have to talk about what cards need to go as consequence. Now, some of this information, honestly, might not be anything that is unfamiliar to your, to you, especially if you're a year experienced in Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, we're going to talk about a primary card that just needs to go and I say that even having gotten to play the deck. It's a really fun deck, it, at least for the person playing. It's not fun for anyone else. That is so true. So we're going to talk about what in the world, what what kind of cards need to stay in the game, what kind don't, right? Allow it to be a game that can be played where you can use creativity, ingenuity in order to solve a particular board state problem. And what cards just prevent anything from happening mm -hmm. um, and how we can remedy that and sort of get the best of both worlds from that. So let's get into it just a little bit. Uh, Mason, the card that we need to ban is uh, Sky Striker Ray. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the entire deck. <laughs> That's right. That would be the goal. That would be ideal. Um, no. Uh, so if you go through and look at the deck list, um, you can go check out Triff's profile. I will see about linking that here in the description, uh, if I remember. But what you'll notice is that there's three of a very specific card, and that card is Mystic Mine. <laughs> Mystic Mine, if you don't know, is a field spell. Essentially what it does is uh, punch you in the face and then have you think it, uh, thank you for, oh, Okay, there's a, 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 a blah, blah, blah. you're so close. <laughs> <sighs> so there's Mystic Mine. So if you don't know, this is uh, a card that's very, very popular for uh, for use as an equalizer. It's a field spell, so it doesn't clog up back row, uh, which makes it really, really nice. And it is totally dependent on how many monsters you control versus how many your opponent controls. Um, so if your opponent controls more monsters than you, their monsters effects are negated and uh, they cannot attack. I believe that's correct. Yes. So mystic mine is such a powerful card, especially when it resolves. Now, um, while you do still have to deal with it, because the next ban list ain't coming out for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, Upon activation, you can negate it if you have your board state set up. Mm -hmm. If you don't, though, ugh, you're just it, done. It, you're just done. It's tough to get around it. Now, here's the big key. Mystic Mind only plays with stuff on field, mm -hmm. right? So if you have a graveyard heavy deck, then you don't really care a whole lot. Now, if you need stuff, if you need bodies on board in order to make that happen, then that's an issue. But otherwise, it's not really a big concern. So Mystic Mind, insane card. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just needs to go. Um, yep. I myself 
I'm a control player. I love control decks. I think they're fun. Even my cubic deck, I had to switch into, like, I, I tried a chaos combo variant, and it's a really fun way to play the deck, but until we get that grass grows greener back and reasoning and monster gate, which Those is never going to happen. Never happening. <laughs> never going to happen. In Master Duel, it is, though, and that's what makes it really fun. <laughs> Yes, sir. Um, so until those come back for me, then I am going to be stuck playing Control Cubics, which features an Eldritch Engine. I love Control decks. I think Mystic Mind is a funny control strategy. It is terrible to play against because mm-hmm. every other Control deck, though it minimizes the amount of bodies on board and allows you to use your spell and trap zone in order to control the flow of the game, oftentimes it's just mystic minds too much you need your bodies to be able to do something and when they can't do anything you're just stuck and that's terrible yeah yeah i mean the fact that uh so i play phantom knight so clearly not a control variant by any stretch um lots of combo lots of bodies on board um, but I usually don't have a spell trap negate or something like that. Um, and so that then means, <laughs> uh, that I am struggling so bad whenever you are somebody who's so monster oriented, for example, sword soul branded despia, um, any of those decks are so monster reliant that mystic mine is even kind of a meta call. Um, at least in this format, but like Zach pointed out, it is so, so frustrating to try to play against because what are you going to do, right? Unless you find back row removal, your monsters can't pop it. And if somebody's playing mystic mind, realistically, they don't expect to have that many monsters on field anyway. So why that like, they're, they're not worried about, um, trying to control the game any other way. Like the, the one deck that I would probably play Mystic Mine in would be Subterror. Um, I think that's a really fun deck. Um, but what it would allow me to do is gain advantage over several turns, essentially reading for me, draw five or six or however many cards I need to be able to garner the advantage that I want. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's, it's one of those things that's uh, really difficult, really difficult to... Uh, deal with and as such this is a card that's been kind of on people's radar to be banned for a long time right yeah Yeah, it's needed to go for some time and some that we do want to talk about with all of this is why is mystic mind a problem but other equalizers not Mm -hmm. so mason take us into that a little bit there's stuff like there can be only one very heavy equalizer um, oh no, that one's a problem too. <laughs> so let's oh be honest. So let's, oh, let's it's not, not. <laughs> evenly matched. Uh, Ash Blossom, ban it. <laughs> <laughs> Hand traps gone. Any gone. version that stops combo players gone. That's right. <laughs> I Listen, hope you draw lightning storm. <laughs> I think I would actually die of laughter if uh, if somebody was like, you know, what needs to be banned? Effect Veiler. You know. <laughs> uh, but no, that'd be so great uh, with. <laughs> So here's here's the deal with uh, what enables Mystic Mind more than any of these others. Uh, one, Mystic Mind makes you untouchable if your opponent does not have back row removal. And realistically, if you're playing Mystic Mind, you probably have another way to win. Okay, uh, it could be I could play Mystic Mind in 
gosh dang Lyralusk and yep. uh, just like uh, just poke my opponent for 700 life points every turn or 800 yep. or whatever it is every turn and pretty much Zeus the board away immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. And <laughs> what are they going to do about it? You know, <laughs> um, I'm sending every other card and they still control more monsters than me. Like mystic mind enables so, so much that is just 1 million percent unfair. Um, yeah. So I think it's one of those things that uh, it's not about it being searchable, even though if someone is playing Mystic Mind, they find ways to make it searchable. Uh, one example actually comes from, uh, oh gosh, uh, po, po Zhang, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the one that, that won this uh, YCS Hartford. So and he plays kudos to him. Kudos to him. Like all the credit in the world. Here's the thing. Sky Striker is also not an easy deck to play, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people, if you screw up the combo, then you are losing by default because someone will just run over you faster than you can control the tempo. Absolutely true. Um, there is one card in here that honestly, I'm 1 million percent putting into Subterror. Um, it is called Demise of the Land. Zach? Are you familiar with this card? I am. I am. I am. Hold up. You know this card? I do know this card because because a buddy of mine uh, actually bought the entire Mystic Mind deck. They love it. Um, Tell them they're the worst. (laughs) It's Cody. You know him. (laughs) Oh my gosh, no. So here's Demise of the Land. Here's how it reads. And simple, simple card. Not once per turn in any way. When your opponent's special summons a monster, activate a field spell card directly from your deck. So Sword Soul, as as soon as Sword Soul special summons their token or whatever they want to do, boom. All you have to do is go and flip that. It's a quick play spell, which is probably one of the better types of spell trap cards, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It's one of the best card types ever. (laughs) Yeah, just by far because it, it can react. So anyway, anyway. Yeah. All you have to do is lay it down. And unless they have harpies or twin twister or something like that they're just gonna suck whenever they normal summon sword soul or whatever special summon the token flipped can't mm-hmm. do anything else exactly exactly like just call the turn done you know yeah. and uh realistically i would <laughs> that would be so like konami to ban demise of the land and not mystic straight up straight up it's like, man, this tool really helped us get to this faster. But if it's a new card, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Demise Mystic, of the Land. Mystic Incredible. Mind just needs to go. Uh, Demise of the Land. Um, I guarantee most of the games went like that. The list, the way it reads uh, three Ray, two Rose, three Valor, three Ash, three Amphip, a Rhoda, two Prosperity, one Terraforming, and Engage, three Widow Anchor, uh, two Afterburners, Multi Roll, Shark Cannon, Hornet Drones. One, um, Area Zero, Demise of the Land, Mystic Mind, Metaverse, three Trap Trick, and three Dimensional Barrier. Just in the Mystic Mind package, there are seven out of the 40 cards devoted to that. That is a ridiculous amount. That's almost a sixth. Yeah. And that, it's an issue. It's an issue. It is a huge problem that so much of a deck can be devoted to Mystic Mind because what this becomes is Mystic Mind Striker. It's not just Striker 
Um, we know a lot of the end pieces that Striker use are, excuse me, we know a lot of the lists that Striker are in, if they don't use Mystic Mind, are actually pretty fair lists. They'll use Haymakers like there can be only one evenly matched, stuff like that. Yeah, most of the time it's fair. Mm -hmm. uh, Mystic Mind is the problem. Sky Striker is not. True. So here's what we got. With, uh, with all of this, we can tell that Mystic Mind is the issue. And I don't think Striker is. Striker is a very, very good deck. It has tools for everything you want, but it is not what makes this deck good. And that's what we got to understand is that even though it is very good, it is not that good. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of mildly good type of thing. And so why is Mystic Mine not okay while cards like Secret Village of the Spellcasters is okay? What What's the difference between the two? Um, Secret Village Spellcasters is a tech that was used in Altergeist for a long time, and it is because it is full of these little cyber spellcasters, and that's what that is. And so, dumbest thing in the world, absolutely is. Yeah. So with with cards like Secret Village of Spellcasters, in case you don't know, it basically reads: uh, if you control spellcaster, um, or no, you cannot activate spell cards unless you control a spellcaster. There it is. Um, that's a really good effect. Definitely a haymaker, and it's basically Imperial Order, but for free as long as you control a spellcaster. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. Spellcasters suck. Yeah, there's not a good spellcaster deck. The closest one is Pendulum. Thanks, Triff, for being good at Pendulum. Yeah. Um, past that there's just not many that are sincerely good and so secret village of the spellcasters has a condition that makes it okay mm -hmm. mystic mine has the has no condition it's just don't control more than your opponent does mm -hmm. and that is too easy of a requirement so if mystic mine i don't know even like gosh what's the name of the card the castle one where uh, da -da -da, uh golden castle of stromberg is what mm. it is it has a very serious condition you gotta banish a fourth of your deck every turn mm -hmm. <laughs> so nasty nasty condition for a very powerful card mystic mind if it had an errata that had some version of um uh, i don't even know like anything <laughs> anything like put a token on your field at the end of the turn mm -hmm. i don't know I don't know what... Actually, that would be a really neat way to balance it, just because Mystic Mind for a turn or two is not bad, but my understanding, if you look at, like, the transcript for the final, is that it was just two people staring at each other for a really long time. Yeah, like... Until they could make the play they wanted turn, to make. This past turn, this yeah. past turn. Thanks, Mystic Mind, for that. Mm -hmm. That's so kind. Very helpful. <laughs> So we just want to avoid that problem. We like Yu-Gi-Oh! to be an interactive game. Plus, as goes with the flow of our channel, we want Yu-Gi-Oh! to be that interactive game where people can participate, where they can be a part of something and not mm -hmm. just worry about the whole winning fact of it. Now, if you want to go and play a very winning type of game, that's fine. You're welcome to do so. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessary in order to be successful uh mason we got some notable pickups out of top 32 can you talk about those for a second 
I can. So there's DDD, but we're not going to talk about it. I'm trying to build it. Um, <laughs> we're trying to leave it cheap. <laughs> uh, it's actually super cheap right now. I'm like looking through Ghosts from the Past because a lot of stuff got reprinted. Did you know there's a new Time Thief card in here? No, I didn't. All right. Time Thief Temper Wall. Temp, temp, temper Wall. Take your temp, time. Temper Wall. Temper Wall. Maybe temporal, like part know. of the brain. So you can tribute this card, then target one monster your opponent controls, banish it till the end phase. If this card is in your graveyard, you can target one time thief monster you control, except for itself, return it to the hand, and if you do special summon this card, but banish it when it leaves the field. I, Not bad. Time Thief is actually a really neat deck. Time Thief seems like an XZ's version of, uh, of uh, da, 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 what's the spy one? Spiral. Spiral. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that there's a spy one. <laughs> I don't know. Time yeah. an interesting deck. It's oh, it's super cool. And whenever you play somebody who really knows what they're doing, it is so hard to beat. Because if you can't OTK them, it's... And, like, they've got, like, a million and one ways to turbo out Redoer plus the trap bounce effect. It's ridiculous. It's so hard to beat. <laughs> anyway, continuing, Mason, what are some of the other pickups we found in top 32? Top 32. Uh, so, realistic. All right. So, with DDD, there actually was exactly one pilot. Uh, pretty solid list overall. DDD is just difficult. So, uh, uh, that's, that's part of why I want to take it on. I think it would be a fun challenge. There's also punk um let me see here i gotta pull up the rest of the math top 32 ycs hartford uh so punk is a really interesting deck based on both synchro and fusion summoning uh relatively new mm -hmm. and uh the artwork is some of the coolest that you will ever see in my opinion it is incredibly neat yeah very pretty bright colors mm -hmm. oh my gosh it, it looks yeah. like a uh, from Tron or something like that, like characters mm -hmm. from Tron. Very, very cool. Completely stuff. agree. So Punk is interesting because it is utilized in a deck that attempts to essentially synchro spam, uh, which it does a really nice job with. It's, it's similar to Virtual World in that way. So uh, you do that plus the Adventurer engine, you're in pretty good shape most of the time. Then you have Sword Soul. Ka -ka -ka. It, it, it's just going to be here. It's a good it's deck. Just Sword Soul. Yeah. Um, they can put up Baron de Floor, and that's even being stopped at least once in the turn. So mm -hmm. uh, just a good deck. Uh, it's just a good deck. I don't know what it's else to just talk a about. Good deck. It's just a good deck. It's just good. Um, um Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Uh, something that Konami seems to have been pushing here lately is they love decks that utilize the whole field. Um, mm -hmm. And so Brandon Despia happens to just be the latest iteration of that. Predaplant would be the starting point of that, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Brandon Despia, it's just that type of deck. They want to go and utilize the opponent's stuff. And you can also see that in decks like Plunder Patrol, they want to use the other side of the field. Um, and start equipping stuff to whatever and that kind of thing. And Amazement uses a similar type of thing by getting whatever advantage based on whose monster it's equipped to. Um, so I don't think Plunder quite does that. Well, Plunder should. <laughs> it should. I completely agree. Uh, but the other two are really good examples. Um, I would even argue Monarch would be the start of that kind of style of play. Okay, um, yeah. Just, you know, uh, hashtag... Uh, 
what's it called? Stormforth. Yep. Um, yeah, great examples though. Um, I think uh, Plunder Patrol. <laughs> I, <laughs> Now, I know Plunder, uh, like, they get the bosses out and then they equip it with whatever guy. And I yeah. thought they, like, did some to the... I don't play Plunder. Oh, oh, okay. No, you. I see where you're going with this. What I understood you trying to say was... Uh, what I thought you meant was that you were equipping the opponent's monsters. And I was like, no, they don't No, do that. that's not how um, that works. They do change the attribute of cards the opponent controls. There so we were go. correct on that. There we go. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Good example. We also had uh, at Ignister, we had exactly one of those, as well as one Drytron, one Dragon Link. I think we um, had two Drytron. Did yeah. we? Yeah, there's one here on the very bottom uh, with Dragon oh, Link, and then there's there one up top. Yep, you're absolutely right. Uh, the other big one was uh, Fluanderese. <clears throat> no surprise yeah. there. Yeah, showed up just a couple times. Um, and there's a branded Eldlich, so that's just variation of branded despia whatever it's kind um, of a surprise to have eldlich back at the top like that i was a little surprised by it as well i think um but man the resource loop that eldlich creates that is near impossible to stop yeah it's just good yeah and especially if you know what you're doing you know what kind of meta you're trying to play into you're in good good shape there mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean so ycs hartford uh demonstrate i think one major thing, uh, it's an interesting time to be in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Uh, even though, of course, we could complain about Mystic Mind for pretty much ever. What really is important here is that uh, you get representation from Adventure ABC to Punk uh, to Eldritch Branded, Drytron, DDD, Sword Soul, Tenyi, um, all of these different like, styles of decks that have very different styles of play. It's been a very long time since we've seen so many varieties of decks like yeah. even dragon link do we we haven't seen dragon link in a second mostly because people got bored with it but mm -hmm. if you're willing to play it it's still a deck it's still a yeah. good deck yeah i think the last time that the format was like this level of diverse and creative was probably i don't know post phantom rage i think uh was a really good format yep yep like right after that happened yeah mm -hmm. so man there's a lot of stuff that we could we could get into with all this mason is there i don't know what are you thinking i mean right now i think this is a good place to uh kind of wait until our next podcast there but i think what is really fascinating about all this uh is again diversity mm -hmm. in uh the deck building choices and with that too the freedom to play whatever kind of deck you want i've uh don't get me wrong i'm not a part of a lot of like very meta relevant um groups as far <laughs> as uh discord or facebook or anything like that but i do know that for a long time Yu-Gi-Oh has had such a massive history of like people just being absolute jerks uh, as far as um playing against them but i am extremely proud of the culture that's been forming in in switching that narrative to something where people are just as excited for you you know uh that that you won and uh you know you you don't see these hard feelings and all these other things that go into it so I, i'm pumped about that <clears throat> and i think that's pretty pretty incredible 
So I, uh, I just look forward to Yu-Gi-Oh continuing to move in that direction. I think yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, next episode, we'll probably talk about, uh, we're going to see if we can investigate these decks a little bit more and discuss the why on a lot of it. Some that great deck builders do just to give a quick preview is they plan for as much as they can. They plan for the matchups they're likely to face, what cards they can sub in and out, what's the optimal play, what's mm -hmm. the plays that you can run when stuff breaks, um, and what kind of creative uses or sort of unorthodox plays can you have in the back of your mind in case something just goes terribly wrong yeah yeah talking like ratios and uh really developing a skill for this i think is uh, is a great direction for us to go yeah and it's an incredibly hard task so i'm looking forward to it same same we will see you guys next time thanks for uh coming back so um lovingly and waiting for us like a father like the fun. <laughs> we do appreciate it and especially the understanding at this time we are both school teachers and i don't know if you've been around your high school neighbors or siblings or anything like that here recently they go insane for the last two months of school mm -hmm. um and so we really needed to focus on that needed to focus on some other stuff at the time and so yeah we are very excited about this summer because now we get to really take some time and focus on what we're doing here. So thank you all so much for listening and Mason. See you guys next time. Peace.